Andy, there should be an Adam talk. talk. Let him talk. Virtual reality. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Hi, I'm Danny. And I'm Evan. And Evan, we are not done talking about Vanderpump and so many other of our favorite reality shows. And let the people know who's joining us this week to unhash it all. We have none other than Tracy Morrissey. She is the host of the podcast Pot Psychology, but she is also a very astute Bravo viewer. And she has thoughts, feelings, opinions, and theories about Scandoval and the affair between Raquel and Tom Sandoval. So Tracy, welcome to the podcast. We cannot wait to get into it with you. Thank you. Me neither. I'm not sick of talking about it yet. Weird. I, I never, I thought that there would be a moment, but then I feel I just need a little, like a little nap and then a little new clip that gets me drawn right back in. Or I'm just scrolling online and I see people making fun memes, which I love, but then also having some things that I've never thought about changing my world, which I feel your Instagram is always doing that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I'm, I, uh, I thought after the final reunion, I would be done and I'm not. (laughs) So you have this theory that Raquel and Sandoval have been hooking up since 2019. Is that right? Yeah. I don't think they've been constantly hooking up since 2019. I think that that's when they had a one night stand. And then they picked it up, you know, the last, I don't know, year or so, seven months ago, eight months ago, whatever, whenever that was. Okay. You are predicting pre-COVID cuddles right now. That's (laughs) mind, like they were doing like the, uh, like the funeral for the lizard and everything like that. Exactly. That season. (laughs) Okay. So, so what makes you think that the, the canoodling started then? Like, let's break this down. Okay. Season eight, episode nine. I went back and I did a rewatch when all this started to happen and um, in a very like embarrassingly short amount of time. And <laughs> I, uh, so season eight, episode nine is the last season with the original gang. Mm-hmm. Um, and Raquel, she was working at Sir, and, you know, James was still kind of, you know, being wild. And I remember like when she said at the reunion when they broke up, the season nine reunion when they when they broke up that sh- they hadn't been really intimate since the, those rage texts he sent her. So I was like, oh, I'm gonna go back and like watch what happened then to see you know if there was like something. So um, I actually didn't spot this part. Um, a girl who does has a TikTok called Reality Ops. She spotted this part, and then I put the pieces together. Um, Raquel's sitting around. She's talking to Dana and Danica. What a throwback. Talking to Dana. Uh, Danica, Danica, she had to blow into a thing to get her car to go. (laughs) I feel like I was robbed of her. So uh, she's sitting around, you know, rolling up the napkins, talking to them. She's like, I got really drunk last night. I went out with the girls. And then they show this really fast montage of her, like, Raquel being, like, wasted, like, like, dancing and out with people. And it's just, it's such a quick flash. But if you pause it, you'll see that it's actually Tom Sandoval is doing it as a selfie, a a selfie like um, video. And you see half of his face and it's 100% him. It's like very obvious it's him. And she's like leaning on him and stuff. 
So she tells the girls when she's rolling up napkins, she's like, you know, James got really mad. I came home and it just sounded a little too rehearsed. You know, it just sounded like very deliberate. She said, you know, I I went home and I left my phone in my purse on the kitchen counter, which is like when I black out, I just like, I collapse and I don't know where And she's like, and then I woke up to all these rage texts from James, you know, James is calling her a slut and a whore and blah, blah, blah. And it seemed like really like, uh, you know, in that context, before we knew anything, whatever, years ago, it just seemed like, oh, there's James being a jerk again. And then when, then there's like this scene, it's like Ariana's birthday, a couple episodes later, also in season eight, and James is talking to Raquel about the incident And he mentions, and she almost talks over him when he does it. And he's like, but you don't turn your phone. You shouldn't turn your phone off. So her phone was turned off. It wasn't like on the kitchen counter in her purse. It was turned off. And then um, about two weeks after that, it was Sandoval's birthday party. And that was the first time she's used the lightning bolt in um, one of like one of her Instagrams or whatever. And she's on her way to this birthday party. She was like being extra with like the lightning bolt. And that was 2019. Oh my God. I mean, like it sounds so conspiratorial, but also (laughs) so believable. Like I, now that you've broken it down, Tracy, like I, I am inclined to believe that there was something going on much earlier. And especially thinking about her, the way you said she sort of had this like rehearsed story. It sounded like the coaching had already began. She had her little carefully constructed narrative ready to go. And then, you know, you mentioned she was like talking over James to really kill whatever he was trying to, you know, put together. Wow. This is so Sandoval. He kept with this, kept saying this narrative of like, you know, it happened once and then it didn't happen again for a long time. And even if we were just to believe that that's, that he meant that just about this season, like his actual like timeline of events was only like four weeks. So that's not like a long time. It's like it happened in August and then it happened again in September. So that's not like a long time. So I think he was actually, there's like a nugget of truth there where it did happen once and then it didn't happen again for a long time. So that's, that's kind of what I believe. Yeah. Also, if you notice on the season nine reunion, when she breaks up with James, they actually pan to Sandoval and he's like, kind of scared. Like, and then he just starts laughing, like really giddy. And it's really weird. And they were like, why are you laughing about this? And he's like, I don't know. I'm just thinking about the engagement. And I think he was trying to like play it off, but like, I don't know. I feel, I feel like maybe he just couldn't contain himself or something. Like he was like giddy, like happy that it was like, I mean, I'm just like completely, that is like just, you know, a, an imagined scenario, but maybe. But I no. feel like also that would really track with him being like giddy. Cause he loves thinking of himself as like this <laughs> maniacal mastermind manipulator who can play all these things when he really can't even play a singular instrument. Well, so I don't really know what games he thinks he's winning, but it would really track that him thinking like, oh, Raquel's now falling into that. But now I'm so with our, like just feeling like he always has the upper hand. Has your opinion shifted at all after watching part three? Um, You know, I always blamed Sandoval more and I never really liked him. I never really got it why Ariana was with him. She seemed like cool. Um, yes. Worse I get for Katie, unfortunately. Which is my third. Oh, I I like understood why Katie stuck with Schwartz for so long. 
Because yeah. he has that charm, but Sandoval. Charming, yeah. Cute. yeah, no, Sandoval was just like, oh, stop. That's so embarrassing. Yes. <laughs> Thank you for sharing your theory with us. I know I am. I cannot wait to like go deep dive even more and to just like continue watching you watch all reality TV. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, that's the best compliment I've ever gotten. (laughs) And yeah, while we can and have been for the past few months talking about Vanderpump Rules for so long, it is finally off the Bravo schedule programming, which makes me sad. But Evan, I'm happy because there's so many other amazing shows out there right now. There's so many other amazing shows. I mean, there's The Real Housewives of Atlanta, The Real Housewives of Orange County, Summer House, Martha's Vineyard. Like, there is a lot of incredible Bravo programming with no Toms. No no Toms on the cast. No Toms, but a lot of talk about just as dramatic type of things like uh, him and Croy, even though they're not on Atlanta, (laughs) we still have to talk about them because I feel every Bravo fan and Bravo leb is talking about them. Like this divorce and the news that continues to come out is really shocking everybody. It really is. And it just seems to be getting messier by the minute and it's almost like the bravo gods set this up perfectly for us so it's like scandal's dying down here comes kim and croy with their messy ass divorce like the details and the allegations and the headlines they just keep going and flowing and i feel like i can hardly keep up with it because kim saying one thing croy saying the other thing and they're both accusing each other of lying about the the things they're saying. It's that Spider-Man meme where they're all, all the Spider-Mans are pointing at one another and it's like, wait, who's what, what? It is funny. I saw Ebony K. Williams from Rony Fame. She did a podcast episode about them and just called it White Mess, the Kim and Croy story, which did make me laugh. <laughs> that is good. No, it is, it is a big white mess. And we recently chatted to two people who are close to Kim Zolciak, her friend Sheree Whitfield, from The Real Housewives of Atlanta, who is on the current cast Mm -hmm. and who's excited for Kim to make a little... I know she's no longer holding a peach, but she is making a cameo on season 15. So we have that to look forward to. And we also talked to Carlos King, who used to be an executive producer on The Real Housewives of Atlanta and is still very close to uh, Kim Zolciak. So we got their takes on this messy divorce and they they had some interesting things to say. Interesting things to say and also did not realize Carlos set up Kim and Croy, basically. So... He really does. A while back, you hosted this incredible Atlanta OG reunion with Kim Zolciak, Lisa Wu, like all the girls were there for the most part. And so I'm curious to get your thoughts on Kim and Croy breaking up. Were you shocked? Beyond. That was not on my bingo card. Listen, I would say Sheree would marry Martell before Kim would divorce Croy. Like I, so... (laughs) On my on my late night show, when I reunited the OGs, Nene wasn't available, but she was invited. Make that clear. Okay. So, Croy was there. He was in the green room. And you know, the thing with Kim and Croy is, Croy is always with Kim. Yeah. It was business as usual. They looked happy. It was as if nothing ever was happening. He was... It was a close set. She said, Carlos, bitch, now you know Croy has to come. I'm like, fine, girl. So Croy was standing behind the camera guy. You know, like, I made sure Kim understood. We want you to feel comfortable. I I, I did not predict this. And now I'm, I'm reading all about, like, these crazy accusations. And I'm like, this is not the Kim and Croy that I hooked up. Now, I did hook that up. 
You did? Oh, so Ooh. oh my god! So you were there when she went over and was talking about his butt and all that. Like that was that was you. Oh, so then um, you must have ha- been like particularly devastated when you heard about the breakup. Have you talked to her at all? Like See, after the news came out, this no? is the thing that I know about Kim. So some housewife needs they need a, a minute. Yeah. Because think about it, they're bombarded with like all the press calling them, the friends calling them, the family. Yeah. And I don't want to be another person bombarding her. So I wanted things to remain quiet because I thought things would be quiet after a week. I'm like, damn, bitch, y'all saying all this craziness is it's crazier now than it was a month ago. So I'm waiting for things to die down before I reach out. But she knows how much I love her. I said it on my podcast and I know she listens to it. Um, but I plan on like taking her out to dinner and just making sure that she and I have some one-on-one time. How do you That's think good. your friendship with Croy will be after the dust settles? Do you, do you feel like you'll have to take sides in this situation? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We're team Kimsey. Uh, yeah. Uh, duh. I'm going to have to. So look, I listen. I'm a very loyal person. And at the end of the day, I've known Kim for four years prior to her meeting Croy. And I love Croy. And I'm, I would never, I'm never going to bash Croy. Um, I'm never going to say anything crass about him. He's a great person, a great father. Um, but I, my loyalty will always lie with Kim. Mm. Always. Well, I'm excited about this season because it looks like we're going to get some appearances from OGs like Cynthia, Kim Zolciak. I I love that the girls are getting back in the mix, especially Kim. I'm interested to see what she brings to the show, especially as her as her marriage is unraveling in the press and in the public eye. Sheree, what is your reaction to Kim and Croy breaking up? Tommy, I... I didn't see it coming. I absolutely did not see it coming. I, I I imagined Kim and Croy old and grandkids and never breaking up. I don't think anyone saw that saw that coming. They were they just seemed like the perfect couple. So I have talked to her and I know she's going through it. It's a tough time, especially with it so much, you know, and being public. It's hard. It's yeah. hard. And I don't know. What, um, what has she said to you in your conversations post breakup? It's a lot. It's difficult that, you know, she's dealing with a lot. You know, she has a kid. She has, you know, a lot of kids and, you know, just really trying to uh, be strong for the kids. But at the same time, you're going through so much. And, you know, I I was there with her. You know, I've done it before and it's not fun and it's not easy. And it's so hard too that because it's like like you were saying, I think this shocks so many people because they just seem so in love and they loved mm-hmm. so well. But mm-hmm. then it's that thing where the emotions run so high, it seems like because now every day there's like a new thing that someone's doing online or XYZ. It seems like it's getting a little bit more messy than I would assume they would want it to get to. Yeah. And I hate that part. I hate that uh and I, and I told her this too. And, you know, somebody told me this a long time ago and I realized it, you know, once going through my divorce that the person that you marry sometimes can be a totally different person than the person you divorced. Mm-hmm. And I hope they do not, you know, I just want it to stop. I want them to, you know, deal with, you know, whatever they deal, deal, uh, have to deal with more privately because it can get really, really messy. And I've heard it's already getting, you know, kind of messy. 
Yeah, do you think this is the right time for Kim to possibly snatch that peach back? I'm ready for her to come back to the Housewives full time. Me too. Me too. Did you call Andy? I, let's let's get him on the Zoom right now. Let's Shirette. get him on the Zoom. <laughs> let's get him on the Zoom. We all know Kim Zolciak is good TV. What did she bring to season 15 when, when she was in front of the cameras? Like, what can you tease about her appearance? Um, well, you know, we always have a good time. Mm-hmm. We're going to, I can't say too much, but yeah, you'll see, you'll see fun, Kim. You'll see fun, Kim. Okay. Love that. Mm-hmm. Love fun, Kim. And while you can listen to those two interviews coming up shortly, uh, Evan, you also have to fill me in because you talked to Larsa and her boy. I It felt like a fever dream getting the opportunity to sit on Zoom with Larsa Pippen and her man, Marcus Jordan, because they have kept their relationship or ch- they've made a, a pretty solid attempt to keep their relationship under wraps and off camera. But now they are not only filming the next season of The Real Housewives of Miami together. They've got a new podcast called Separation Anxiety. So they like it's about how they can't live without each other. So they are going full throttle as a celebrity couple. They even they start out their podcast talking about hashtag Larkus. Oh, it's Larkus now. It's Larkus. I mean, as Larsa says, let's get it popping. Yeah, no, they certainly got it popping. We talked about a bunch of stuff. Obviously, we talked about their relationship and they're closer to marriage than you would expect. But I guess it makes sense because now that they've got the the foot on the gas, like they are accelerating. Apparently, they want to have serious talks about marriage in the near future. I don't think Gurney's going to be planning that wedding, but... uh... (laughs) Well, she did give me an update on her friendship with Gertie as well after Gertie called her the fakest housewife of them all at our live event for virtual reality back in February. So there have been um, some updates and some movement in their friendship, which was good to hear. But then Larsa also shaded some of the Miami ladies for crying fake tears and the only person she didn't she didn't name her by name but the only person i can think that she's talking about is dr nicole agent dr n okay <laughs> i mean they really i don't feel will ever click so i cannot wait to hear what she had to say how likely is it that you could become larsa jordan do you guys talk about marriage i know that you know, the, the second you realized you were meant for each other, things started to move fast. You said, I love you, Marcus, in like less than 10 days. So what what's going on? Are we talking marriage yet? Um, I mean, you can answer that. I mean, I feel like I feel like we're, you know, we're approaching a year in our relationship. So it's still fairly new. And, you know, we're mm-hmm. obviously moving at top speed. But I think at some point, you know, we haven't really seriously sat down and had that conversation. I think it's been more so as I start to meet your friends and you meet my friends, it gets brought up in those group settings. And so I think at some point here in the near future, we'll we'll sit down and have a serious conversation about it. Okay. I love that. I'm hoping that maybe we can see an engagement and a wedding on The Real Housewives of Miami. <laughs> Larsa, how would you feel about getting married on TV? Um, I No, I don't think so. Oh, okay. Why is that? I don't know. I just don't think so. I don't, I don't think. Do you think so? I don't think they could afford it. No, oh, I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> I think, yeah. uh, you know, look, my family is very private. And yeah. so, you know, I don't, I think 
if we were to tie the knot, I don't think it would happen on camera. I see. I see. Speaking of your family, Marcus, I'm just curious. Does your dad watch The Real Housewives? Is he familiar with <laughs> Larsa's work as a mojito holder? Absolutely not. I oh. mean, my dad's a busy guy. He he doesn't watch any type of reality TV. And so, you know, maybe one of these days when we get together as a family, I'll try to, you know, get him to watch an episode or two that I'm on. Larsa, where do you and Michael Jordan connect? Because that I just I, I would love to be a fly on the wall for conversations between Larsa Pippen and Michael Jordan. I mean, we really don't have those conversations. Like we really, I'm like, I don't have conversations with them. Oh, okay. Okay. Now looking forward to the future, have you guys thought about, you know, Michael and Scotty in the same room? I know that there's always so much speculation and conversation around that. What are, what are the conversations like between you two? And will we learn more about that dynamic on the podcast? I, I feel like there's not really anything that's like, I think people want to make it worse than it actually is. Mm. And I'm sure there's like feelings that have been hurt, but I don't feel like that has anything to do with us or. Yeah, I feel like for us, we're trying to stand on our own two feet and, and really establish ourselves both independently, but also as a couple. And so yeah. we let their, you know, let them handle their business and we handle ours. Yeah, totally. Well, I feel like you two, you have such a good vibe surrounding you. If anything, I feel like you two could be like a conduit for peace. I mean, listen, never know. we're in a good place. We only want to like, you know, put positivity out there and give good energy. I feel like that's. I agree. If you loved gossiping with us, and I know you do, then don't forget to subscribe to our podcast, Virtual Reality by Page Six. You can find us on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you get your podcasts. See you next week.